Good morning, Alex and friends. I'm Grace. Today is Monday, January 15, 2024, and you're listening to Alex's News. Turning to today's weather in Riverside, temperatures are taking a mild trend with a high of 64.7 degrees and an expected low of 46.7. Make sure to dress appropriately for this cool and comfortable January day. In our lead story, a dramatic escalation has occurred in the Middle East as Houthi rebels launch an unexpected attack on an American warship patrolling the Red Sea. The incident is now ratcheting up tensions in the region, and we'll bring you the latest updates on this developing situation, including international reactions and potential impacts on global security dynamics. Switching gears, the prehistoric world is buzzing with excitement as paleontologists unveil the discovery of a new dinosaur species. This remarkable find is causing scientists to rethink the evolutionary lineage of the iconic Tyrannosaurus rex. We will delve into this groundbreaking research and explore what it means for our understanding of these ancient giants that once roamed the Earth. Stay with us for a deep dive into these stories and more right here on Alex's News. Tensions are escalating in the Red Sea as Yemen's Houthi rebels, an Iranian-backed Shia group, fire an anti-ship cruise missile towards an American destroyer. This incident could have serious implications for the region and for international trade. To unpack this developing story, we have our reporter Ethan with us this morning. Ethan, can you give us an introduction to what's happening? Absolutely, Grace. This situation marks a significant uptick in hostilities. The Houthis executed an unprecedented strike against an American naval vessel. ABC News reported the incident happened on Sunday and it's the first confirmed attack by the Houthis since the U.S.-led strikes against them commenced. Now we know the Red Sea is a critical passage for global shipping. Could you explain the importance of this corridor? Sure. The Red Sea is basically a maritime highway that connects the Asian and Middle Eastern energy producers to Europe through the Suez Canal. The attacks by the Houthis have targeted this vital route, which is essential for shipments, including all sorts of cargo and energy supplies. An interruption here has a ripple effect on global trade, for instance, Tesla even had to halt operations due to supply chain delays at one point. With the missile aimed at a U.S. warship, what has been the immediate response by the U.S.? Time reports a U.S. fighter jet successfully shot down this missile. In the immediate aftermath, the U.S. has issued a 72-hour maritime warning to American-flagged vessels to steer clear of the area around Yemen, which includes both the Red Sea and the Gulf of Aden. Given the current conflict between Israel and Hamas, do you think this could set off a broader regional conflict? That's one of the major concerns here, Grace. The region is already in a delicate state with the ongoing conflict in Gaza. And we know that the Houthi attacks in the Red Sea, which began in November, were indeed retaliation for Israel's offensive in Gaza. The potential for this to escalate into a larger regional conflagration is definitely there and is something that analysts are keeping a close eye on. Ethan. Considering the wider implications, what might this mean for global trade and security in the region? Well, there are several layers to this. First, there's the immediate disruption to global trade, which causes rerouting of ships, heightened security measures, and increased transport costs. Then there's the impact on energy supplies, which saw companies like BP temporarily halting transits through the Red Sea. These kinds of disruptions can cause a significant stir in the global energy market. Additionally, there's a concern for the safety of shipping in this region, leading some companies to change their usual routes. 
This could have long-term impacts on the security of a historically crucial shipping channel. With the Houthi connection to Iran, is there any international action being taken to address these threats? There is, Grace. The international community, particularly the United States and the United Kingdom, has responded with airstrikes targeting the Houthi rebels in Yemen. Further, a maritime task force called Operation Prosperity Guardian was established to help secure commercial shipping in the Red Sea. Despite these efforts, however, the Houthi attacks continue, and that is causing ongoing concern for the potential of a wider conflict. It's certainly a concerning situation. Thank you for breaking that down for us, Ethan. We'll continue to follow this story closely. My pleasure, Grace. In other news. Chloe, there's been an exciting development in the world of paleontology. Researchers in New Mexico have found something extraordinary. Can you tell us about that? Absolutely, Grace. Scientists have discovered the remains of a dinosaur that they've named Tyrannosaurus macrensis. This species appears to be both larger and older than the infamous T-Rex that we all know from the movies and museums. That's fascinating. When were these dinosaur bones first found, and how was it determined that they were a different species? The bones were initially discovered back in the 1980s and were, at first, misclassified as T-Rex remains. However, after thorough research, including analysis of skull and jawbone features, as well as detailed morphological comparisons, distinct differences emerged. Could you elaborate on these differences they found between T. macrensis and the T. rex? Definitely. T. macrensis had a noticeably thinner lower jaw, which likely correlates to a weaker bite force compared to its later relative. Also, it didn't have the bony ridge above its eyes that's characteristic of T. rex. These features hint at a nuanced family tree where T. macrensis isn't a direct ancestor but a close relative. So, how do these findings impact our understanding of the Tyrannosaurus family and the broader evolutionary tree? Well, it points to a more complex evolutionary history. Paleontologists have relied on phylogenetic analysis, basically, a method that studies the evolutionary interconnectedness between species. They've placed T. macrensis as a close relation to T. rex, making us reconsider earlier assumptions about how these massive creatures evolved. And what about the age and geographical location where T. macrensis was found? Does that add another layer to the mystery? Oh, it does. The location in southern New Mexico, along with the estimated age of the bones, about 72 to 73 million years old, suggests that the T. rex lineage might have North American rather than Asian origins. Southern Laramidia, which is what that region would have been called back then, could be the potential birthplace of these tyrannosaurs. Chloe, could you speculate on the possible implications this discovery has for our knowledge of the late Cretaceous period and the ecosystems of that era? Discoveries like T. macrensis give researchers a more detailed picture of the late Cretaceous era. It's about piecing together a puzzle of not just where the species fit but also how interactions between species, environmental factors, and evolution played out over millions of years. Every new find like this can potentially rewrite the narrative we've constructed for Earth's history. It's clear this is a significant discovery for the scientific community. What could be the next steps following this finding? Scientists will likely continue to examine these fossils, looking for even finer details that might have been missed. They'll also search for additional fossils in the area, which could lead to more breakthroughs. It's an ongoing process that's about expanding our understanding of these incredible creatures. Thank you, Chloe, for bringing us this incredible story of ancient giants and the evolving science that uncovers their secrets.
Always a pleasure, Grace. Thank you. Here are some other headlines. The political season is heating up as the Iowa caucuses officially begin at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time today, signaling the first major event in the Republican presidential primary. With the power to shape the trajectory of the election, Iowans will gather in precinct locations across all 99 counties. Former President Donald Trump is projected to be the frontrunner, with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley contending for second place, all while battling the frigid weather which may influence turnout. Meanwhile, in Europe, a political shift to the right has taken root in a small Dutch village, mirroring broader trends across the continent. Right-wing ideologies are gaining momentum against a backdrop of economic and cultural anxieties, reshaping the political landscape to favor hard-right parties. This trend represents a significant move away from traditional center politics, driven by issues including immigration and national identity. Back in the U.S., as the GOP contenders make their stand in Iowa, with former President Trump leading in the polls, Questions loom about potential challengers and the impact of Iowa's unique demographics on the election. Past caucus outcomes and extreme winter conditions also add layers to the unfolding political drama. In global news, the White House is intensifying its call for de-escalation in the Middle East. As the conflict in the Gaza Strip hits the 100-day mark, Secretary of State Antony Blinken pursues diplomatic efforts amidst regional turmoil and a complex web of international relations, even as criticism of the Biden administration's strategies comes to a head. And in the world of television, the 75th Emmy Awards showcased the exceptional talent of the industry, with a strong showing from HBO Productions. A live broadcast featuring star-studded presenters and illustrious executively producers reflected the ever-evolving face of media and entertainment. Lastly, Buffalo Bills fans unite in a snow-shoveling brigade to clear Highmark Stadium before a pivotal playoff game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The community effort, complete with monetary compensation and warm breaks, is a testament to the dedication and spirit of the fans, even as they face a staggering winter onslaught. That's all we have for now. Today's episode was made by Alexander King with GPT-4, GPT-3.5 Turbo, the Perplexity API, and the Google Cloud Text-to-Speech API. I hope you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow, Alex.